Hello, and welcome to episode two of Abnormally Normal. Hello, Bethany. Hello. How are you? I'm very tired right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you've been following on Instagram, uh, you will have seen that our sleep has taken an effect on our lives at the moment. So mm-hmm. we've just uh, come back from a, a really fun, uh, relaxing weekend with friends. Yes, it was fun. But we have neglected our sleep, really, haven't we? we I mean, we went to Big bed. Um, I know this sounds bad, listeners, but it was probably <laughs> four hours sleep last night. Yeah, that is bad. And also, we just haven't recouped from the crazy working week. Yeah, we have had a busy week. Coming home Very, very busy week. New routine starting. Um, Bethany, your job's been ramping up. Yeah, so coming home late, eating late, going to bed late. Going out early, waking up early. (laughs) So it does take take an effect. And we we took a poll. I mean, it, it wasn't many people. It wasn't very scientific, but it's... It was very clear that people were getting less than seven hours sleep yeah, a night. Yeah, it was pretty much the majority. Yeah, I mean, the NHS recommends that I think there was eight hours of sleep, roughly the roughly eight hours of sleep. Uh, anything over seven hours was fantastic, really. And it, I, I know that it differs and it depends on the quality of sleep that you have, but um, we're we're doing a. a a, a weekly experiment, aren't we? So we're we going to focus on our sleep and our routine and we'll report back to you how it affects our willpower, our mental yeah. health, our physical health I think, and just our general well-being. Yeah, really. I was going to say our general well-being. I think it'll be good for us because we have to document it so we're kind of... Oh, I mean, it, 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 it holds us accountable Yeah, to that's you guys, the word. So. It holds us accountable. Which is what we need because definitely, it's definitely. so easy to get out of routine. But I think that's the crazy London life as well. So. It really is. But anyway, enough of that. Uh, the topic for this podcast, Bethany, would you like to introduce? Yes. We are talking about body image this week, which is something that we're really passionate about. And lots of people struggle with body image, especially at this age. Um, well, all ages, really. But... I know that in your young 20s, it's quite a yeah. big deal for men and women. So Yeah, um, well, we're, we're in a unique position to give both a male and female perspective on exactly. this. Exactly. But it's, it's become, especially in our world, more recently, it's become more common to talk about body image. And, and yeah, it's... It's it's good thing. Which it's is a good a thing. They're raising yeah. awareness of, of the issue, which is fantastic. I think it's because it's such a big deal and it's everywhere as mm. well. So... Um, yeah, I mean, especially with the rise of social media, it's a big, big topic that everyone's talking about, really. Definitely. So uh, this, the aim of this podcast was to give you our experiences and maybe some of our coping mechanisms can be twisted or reworked into something that might help someone else. Exactly. It might not work for everyone, but we can only share what we've done and hopefully it'll help people. Perfect. Well, let's get right into it. Yeah, might as well just go for it. So, um, I'm going to start off, if that's okay. Of course. Um, now, my experiences with body image, um, actually, it's quite a, it's quite a deep-rooted thing for me, and it's mm. it's affected most of my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, my earliest, if I talk about my relationship with food first. Yeah. My earliest like... memory of my relationship with food. Uh, actually came to me after I was looking through a, um, a photo album and I don't think I've told you this no this is news um, to me I saw a picture of my best friend who I mentioned in the previous podcast yep the one who moved away okay so you're quite young sounds like an album doesn't it the one who moved away <laughs> uh, yeah so I was quite young um, and I remember this picture we were in a stream under a bridge um, I, d- I think that was it and and I was eating a packet of crisps. Okay. And I just remember thinking, why am I eating a packet of crisps? Like, I'm, I'm in this fantastic location with my best friend and I'm just munching on a packet of crisps. So that really stood out to you? Well, yeah, because quite, yeah. I think back then I wasn't happy with my weight. So I that I don't think I had 
I had a very I don't think I had a very healthy relationship with food I think it mm. was too I, I just I, I ate too much yeah did, did you not know your limit no no and back then obviously I was younger and you know I, I was controlled by hunger yeah. as soon as I ate right, I was exactly. fine but ever since I was young I've, I've often eaten in front of the TV mm. so it was something I later learned on in, uh, learned later on in life that uh, it actually has an, a, a real effect on you. It's bad. I mean, we all do it, but yeah, so I don't want to just say judge, but we do it as well. But yeah, we oh, do, we do like sitting at the table sometimes just to have that time to chat mm. and catch up. But it, it distracts you from your own body's messages because you don't even know what you're eating yeah so, you're well no you, you know what you're eating but but how much are you just yeah, shoveling like, in right you you don't almost don't listen to your stomach yeah and the messages that it's sending to your brain saying that you're full so you just carry on eating you're distracted until you become uncomfortable so that was another issue for me um back in the day as well i remember being a bit heavier than i was now i mean in the history of Instagram there's a there's an image of me uh you know the classic transformation pick transformation I mean, Tuesday pick that is pretty impressive though um it, I mean I, I think I was 18 stone I think I was quite heavy the yeah I remember this it was two pictures yeah. I think still on your Instagram now. I, I mean I wasn't I wasn't massive but I was quite chubby and I wasn't happy yeah I know I just remember not being happy so, and it really affected me I was very I was very uh, introverted. I was yeah. very unconfident, very unconfident, uh, un- underconfident. Is that because you felt uncomfortable in your own skin? Yeah, and I, I didn't feel like I was worth anything because I had this fat. Right. Notice I said had this fat there, not I was fat. Yeah. It's one of my favourite things from um, my uh, one of the guys I follow on Instagram. He's terminology. Uh, yeah, he's, he says we need to change the mindset and the, the words that we use. So I like that. You don't, you're not fat, you have fat. It's like you have mm-hmm. hair, sure you have like teeth. That. You aren't hair or teeth. Yeah. You have those things. You're not, you're, you are not defined by those things. You have those things. So, oh, I like that. So when I have hairy legs or something, I'm like, oh, I'm so hairy. Yeah, you're not, <laughs> you're not hairy, hair. you just have hair. <laughs> As most women do. But it's, it's a simple, you know, language shift yeah to hopefully help you have a better mental relationship with it um so when i was working in that job a while back i think it was like nearly 10 years ago now um i made a decision to start eating better and start training more um because it made me happy. Did that all come from yourself? Because how did you know it did. what I, to do I, in the gym and stuff like that? Did you just learn? Well, it's really weird. I had this rock bottom moment and I was just like, oh, that's, do you know what? That's it. I had that moment where I just said, that's it. Yeah. I'm going to start working on myself. So that was all on you. No one said to you. No, it was you weird. I don't do know whether, or... I don't know whether there might have been external factors. So someone saying something to me or i don't know what it was i think it was just this niggling voice inside my head that always said you're too fat you can't take your top off because people will think you're so fat and i had to have i had this image in my head of the way i i had to look of a certain way i had to look which probably isn't um healthy and it's probably affected me through social media and ad campaigns and you know men's health with guys on the front ripped to shreds yeah with, which know, isn't the norm 12 pack abs it's, it's not the norm most often they are edited as well and airbrushed right and which airbrushed. Is something... so it's unachievable <laughs> right so it's this unachievable uh, goal that we all have to strive by uh, strive to yeah um and we've been listening to a lot of uh, body image or body positive podcasts have, recently which we'll chat about um, later yes we will but they've been fantastic i mean we're i don't even I don't feel that qualified to tell people how how to go about changing well, their mindset. You do have a level three in personal training, so you actually are really qualified to do well, that. Well, yeah, no, I know, but I don't feel so. like I've had the experience. You know, I don't feel like I can. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I have the the command of the English language to translate what I've experienced to help other people. I think you already are. I'm trying. I think you can. But that's something that's important to me because. 
I know how I felt when I was like that. Yeah. And even now, like, it still lingers now. Like, I mean, I struggle to take a compliment when you say I mm-hmm. look good. Yeah. I'm always looking in the mirror saying, oh, oh, oh I wish I'd just lose that bit. That'd be nice. I'd just lose that and then I'd be, then I'd be fine. Or then I won't question myself anymore. Then I was going to say, when, when, when <clears throat> will you get to the perfect stage but I think that's you're completely happy with your body, or I is th- it never-ending? Well, yeah, exactly. I, well, for me, it is never-ending. But I think that's important to realise because I'm now starting to change myself and realise and become more self-aware that it is actually... It's fine to have that, you know, little spare tyre around, you know, the muffin top around the bottom of my yeah. stomach. Because that's where, that's where I know my body holds fat. That's my main fat store. But it's not... It doesn't make me fat. No. It doesn't make me any less attractive or successful no, or good at, at my all. job or whatever. Like, it's it's part of who I am. And I, I appreciate what my body does uh, does for me. It's, it's an incredible machine. I think that's a good way to think at it. Think <clears throat> of it, sorry. Just how much your body does for you. And also, I think, tapping into what you just said, I can't remember who said it, but when you're... It's, it's a bit morbid, but... At your funeral, no one is going to be like, oh, he, yeah, that time he lost oh, 10 stone or pounds. two pounds, whatever it is. Like, oh, yeah, he, that's he what they'll remember great. him for. Exactly. No, they'll remember you for the amazing person that you are and your kindness and you're so giving. But then, when, when your things. body image affects your personality and your confidence, yeah, that's when you need to have a shift of mindset, really, isn't it? Exactly. That's when you need to reach out and accept the fact that something or someone or some external factor is making you feel inadequate yeah when it's taking over your day to day and it's becoming an obsession then it's definitely something you should reach out to someone to talk about did it become an obsession once you then obviously it sounds really positive and it is amazing that you turned your mindset around you started working out and you felt better but did it become an obsession at all in a bad way um I have gone. I have gone through periods of obsession, of obsession with it. Um, I don't think it would ever be. I don't think I've ever had a negative obsession with it. I know that sounds a bit weird because obsession itself is negative, but yeah, well, it's, well, not, it's not. It's not actually. That's it's not negative really because it has elements of obsession with all the great things it's going to be. Success as right? well. It as in in did it have a negative impact on you? Even though you felt like you were doing a great thing you're working out you're really fit and healthy but did it did that also have that 50 50 where yeah you felt great you looked great um and still to this day or is there another part to it that it's just a bit obsessive and it's really affecting your mentality because you you just want that perfection would you say it's ever one way or the other or is it just a bit of both I think when I started going to the gym, it was fantastic. Like I loved it. I felt Super really positive. good afterwards. Um, I made more friends. I yeah. was out in being more social, um, and I built up my social kind of maturity mm-hmm. through the gym. That's cool. That's where I brought it through. I mean, when I was at university, I went to the gym most days. Yeah, you knew everyone there. I, I, yeah, you? I knew all the I knew all the Sorry. trainers. I knew all the people. And it felt like a community, and it, that's what it was for me. It was more of a social thing. But it was also the fact that I was getting fitter and stronger, or whatever, and looking good. It's but it never it never stopped. It never stopped that thought of, oh, if I could just lose that, or if I could do that. So that still so came that's in. Something, yeah, oh, massively, yeah. yeah. So that was something that I had to work through mentally rather than physically. Yeah, you need to just kind of check in with yourself. You're At least you're aware of those thoughts, and you can check in and be like... I still feel them now. Mm. And I still, I, you know, I still get in the shower and go, oh, if I could just lose that bit. But then I realise, actually, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And I, I very much appreciate what my body's done for me. I couldn't have been, I, I can't be in the place that I am now yeah. without what my body's done for me in the past. Exactly. And I, I think that's because you're emotionally aware. So you're really aware of your thoughts. You're, you can really check in with yourself, which is mm. amazing. And you know when you're becoming overwhelmed by it and you're yes and I I just go hang on and I'm really honest I'm really open and honest I'll just say to you look I'm feeling really rubbish Mm, which Um, is fine and I I try and vocalise my thoughts as much as I can so that I can understand 
what's going on. Yeah, and why you feel that way, and it it, it usually links to sleep, and then sleep your <laughs> food, and then brand yeah. There. So well, in our case, we all we usually vocalise it, and it turns out that it's sleep. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> Sometimes you can just be feeling rubbish. We, we do can. try to get more sleep, though. But <laughs> we will talk that. We will talk about that in another podcast. Yeah, I think that's, that deserve that's deserving of a podcast all of its own. <laughs> yeah really is but but I think the success I had through moving and moving from uh, a point where I was a very big uh, teenager early 20s in my early 20s were very big and then going through that gym and looking better and looking fantastic and you know I even I even competed at powerlifting yeah um, I remember going to one of your events yeah I mean that was fantastic and I moved through that and that was more of a community thing but it was it also came down to education and I took a real, and like you said, I had my level three. Yeah, I took you a did real, that as well. I took a real interest in how food works for my body and how doing that certain exercise would make me stronger in this aspect or it would make me, it would have this effect on uh, my day-to-day life. So my, you know, working on my back would give me a better posture mm. and stuff like that. Working on my core would allow me to be stronger throughout my other movements. And it was, it was down to that education um, that enabled me to move through successes in my with my body yeah to a point now where I I still have a body image thing I think mm-hmm. with that and like with that niggly voice saying what well, if you could just just lose that spare time man like if you could just do that so if you just get bigger voice. arms if you could just get a, a six pack and then you look on Instagram and it's oh, a yeah. spiral compare and despair right yeah but you're searching for it almost. Well, that's personally, that's what I find. You're almost searching for it to kind of... And it comes on your feed. It, like, it penetrates your feed all the time yeah. as well, isn't it? Like, I think that's when it's good to take a break from social media and just take that step back. Yeah. I don't think I've ever taken a break from social media. No, you're quite good at... I think... I, I don't know what it was. I think I just realised early on that this isn't real. Yeah, you're quite good at balancing the real world and the social media world and what's real and what's not but you have a lot of education as well yeah fitness so I think but that's because I loved it and it was a community and it was something that I saw was a part of who I was I think that's what's really great and also it gave you those friends and the whole community like you said so it's more than just working out for you yeah but I I want to I want to make it clear that that's not the be all and end all like if you're if you have no interest in going to the gym that's absolutely mm. fine. There's like, so many that's other not, things you can oh, do. So many other things you can do. Like so many different groups. And... But even that, like even if you just go for a nice walk, yeah. it's still going outside to do yeah. something physical, right? If you and like you, nature, yeah. Like put podcasts. I do it all the time. Like put podcast in. I go for a. I mean, over the summer holidays, I had. Yeah. Uh, recently, again, I'm not trying to rub it in. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I used to just go for like hour and a half walks and just listen to podcasts and audio exactly so pod say if podcasts are your thing then you can do a walk and a podcast and you can get exercise at the same time so yeah i I think there's so many different things you can do i think having an element of community sorry i'm talking um is really important because it it keeps you coming back i yeah i do like that i guess that's why so many people at uni thrive off being in a society as well it's that sportsmanship mm. it's the being in a team supporting each other i guess it's it's very competitive in some cases as well um and I just kind of whack having... my psychology knowledge at you there with in groups <laughs> and out groups yeah so a lot of my friends are in societies i would bore everyone <laughs> no it's not boring it's interesting but um yeah, a lot of our, both of our friends were in societies, weren't they? At uni, yeah. lots of sports societies, rowing, hockey, mm-hmm. netball. Um, you were in rowing. I was. That was difficult. Let's say. <laughs> so you you've always been in a community. But I had I, powerlifting. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's really interesting you brought that up actually, because when I was rowing, I mean, I probably weigh around ninety-seven kilos right now, which is about, I think it's just over sixteen stone. Um, but I, I'd, I'd say I'd have quite a lean physique. Yeah. I still have a bit of body fat, like I'm. I don't know. Who doesn't? You have to. But yeah, exactly. Keep oh, well, exactly. <laughs> but when I was doing rowing, I was, I was nearly eight, ten kilos lighter. 
and I was very skinny. It's pretty but hardcore, also, though. Oh yeah, I mean, it was a different sport. I mean, you, your body adapts, which is another reason why we should be thankful because your body adapting to different stimulus yeah. is fantastic. Like it's such a crazy thing that there's people out there that could cycle hundreds and hundreds of miles and there's also people out there that could lift hundreds of kilos different type of sports different things yeah needed, different types of genetics body. and body types and all that kind it's of interesting it's fantastic yeah, it's really cool actually um so yeah i'm at the point now where i'm just getting back into my routine after the summer holidays i'm getting back into the gym mm-hmm. i'm i took i actually took time off over the gym over the summer holidays from the gym and i really enjoyed it and i was getting to a point that I wasn't enjoying the physical activity. I wasn't enjoying the community anymore because I was going so much, so hard to try to hit these imaginary numbers that I thought would bring me happiness in hitting them. Yeah. Um, That actually, I took a step back and I realized that it's not what I wanted. It wasn't something that I was uh, dead set on. So you needed that break? Yeah, I think I needed that break. And it's also training myself with that self-awareness. And like a muscle in the gym, taking a step back and having a a real conscious thought about your situation and your thoughts Mm -hmm. enabled me to have this kind of epiphany that says, I just want to have fun again in the gym and enjoy it and you you loved powerlifting you loved the gym in general you love just working out and you obviously are very knowledgeable in the gym so I feel like you you can really get involved with other people in the gym as well like you got asked to do was it a circuit in the gym the other day as well oh yeah yeah the trainer asked me to come and do a core circuit well I remember um, when you first asked me out when we first met yeah, you so actually this, yeah, that's this how, how we met isn't it you... this is our first date I'm really sorry by the way I'm really sorry no why why are you <laughs> sorry it was actually really good I felt quite nervous um, just going off on tangent now because I guess I didn't want to be all sweaty and gross but actually it was a really good workout I remember being really achy for days so some backstory to that when I asked Bethany out the first time she was working um, we exchanged numbers but we, we started talking about the gym, didn't we? Yeah, and then you're like, I, I can show you a few moves in the gym. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> and I was like, I did not okay. say that. <laughs> kind of along I those lines. did not. Lines. That, is, that sounds awful and creepy. No, it's not. It wasn't. <laughs> no, but you actually took it very seriously. It wasn't creepy at all. You were very strict and told me exactly what movements to do. Yeah. And so, I had to go into the men's section of the weights and it was very... That's another thing. Like, new to me. That's... That's another thing. Like maybe the the weight section in the gym with all the grunting men isn't for you, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Like, go and find something that you like, you enjoy. Exactly. And get out there and you know find a community and and be healthy and support each other. Yeah, I think I personally, I I'm definitely not one for the heavy weight section. I think I've realised that now. Um, I, and I love classes, <laughs> so that's my thing. I love I love a good boxing class or a uh, what's it called? Yoga. Yoga. Um, although I haven't been to the gym in a long time, so I really want to get back into it. I look back and I love those classes at uni. Yeah. Um, or so spin. If I, if I just uh, finish off with what I, I was saying, I was just basically where I am now with my body image issue yeah. that I had back then. I've overcome it with education and trial and error. I think that's my advice to everyone else is to try different things. Educate yourself. Educate yourself. Um, It's amazing how you could go into uh, a shop today and the amount of stuff you'd get for £10 if it was fast food and junk, like crisps and stuff, which have a place in your diet as well. Yeah, it's all about balance, right? Exactly, exactly. But if you were to then go and spend the the same amount on vegetables or whatever, then you'd get a lot less. So when when it comes to feeding a large family or if you're a student and you haven't got a lot of money, um, then it's it's an issue, right? It's it's something that 
you're going to have to navigate. I think that's also education and knowledge because you can cook very cheap meals. Um, but just people, some a lot of people, especially at uni, I saw didn't have the knowledge of how to cook and mm. you know how to save money and stuff like that. But you're right, majority you do see takeaway food really, really cheap McDonald's or yes, Wagamama's. Do you know what I mean? Not, not demonising yeah. <laughs> McDonald's or Wagamama's. No, yeah, don't want to get. <laughs> they do do some good. We love and both. They're but... part of a, a healthy, balanced diet, and I think I felt body conscious in the past, and I changed my mindset by I had this weird, almost like rock bottom moment where I thought, "That's it. I'm just going to change. That's it. And that, that's the end of um, unhappy uh, Matthew in that state and that body." that he he didn't appreciate and he didn't let he didn't make his body work for him and it was a start of a new uh, me that enabled me to learn more about my body Mm -hmm. uh, become more familiar with it and move from a point where I wasn't happy with my body to a point where I actually actively tried to appreciate it and said to myself look you know, you might have this bit of fat here, but your body is a fantastic thing. Like it enables you to get up, like you, you get up in the morning and walk around, and you can do these fantastic things. And yeah. you don't have any issues. Like I can walk. It's a, it's something that we don't take for granted. I have a very healthy body, and it's something that I think we take for granted. I think so. It's so easy to. But I, I guess, would you say you're still on that journey? Then you're still. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I will be on it. I will be on that journey until I, until I die, until I leave this planet, right? Um, so I think through education and really appreciating your body, I mean, however you do that, you, you have to try to appreciate your body. It's like these negative thoughts will always shout louder than mm. the positive ones. Always. So positivity is quite quiet, whereas negativity is extremely loud. Yeah, and I think that's also partly to do with this country and the way we you know accept compliments and and the way that a pretty picture will get more likes and yeah. more eyeballs on instagram than natural a real image but we've seen a shift with that haven't we it, it is slowly it's, shifting we personally have seen a shift maybe that's um, the people we follow maybe it is mm. but i will actively now not like pictures Oh. when they look pretty and stuff because it, it, I've Instagram will choose those things to show me yeah. that based on what I like exactly so and I, you don't I try want to see that more, a more uh, you know a range of different things I think that's really cool so I had I had that body uh, issue that body con, uh, body image issue and I changed my mindset by bringing in positivity over negativity and education over despair or self-loathing i'm really glad you have those tools in your head as well it makes me happy to hear that you you're really aware of your thoughts and you appreciate your body and what it does for you definitely so i i guess did you want to uh, chronicle yours and tell us yeah all about your i think it's hard to summarize because body image it is hard has to always been a part of my life yeah there's so much to it isn't there there's so yeah, many factors i could talk about it for hours yeah um, we'll keep this one <laughs> yeah we won't same, we won't bore you for hours and hours but i think it'll it will probably crop up in quite a few of our podcasts because we're going to be talking to other people and i know that a lot of people that are wanting to be on our podcast um and people that we don't even know yet that hopefully, you know, we'll have on. I just know the body image is a big thing for many people. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good to discuss. My kind of summary, I think it's been around... Probably, it's hard to put an age. I think I think ever since, ever since you were emotionally able Five? to understand. Yeah, I remember some family members and just women around me um whether that was in school or even teachers it was just everywhere and it is changing now but obviously when I was a child all of those crazy diets and I 
I'm not yeah, saying I they aren't this. still around, but that that was a big thing. So I do remember people and hear from a young age hearing about um, various different diets or dieting pills. Um, and I, I obviously from a young when I was young, I wasn't really aware of it. I just could hear it in the background. But then you become a bit older and then you go to school and then I remember that being a big deal people's sizes and dieting you comparing yourself to the certain girls that you think are amazing and you want to be like in school you know there's always a group of people in a year um that you think are better than you yeah so yeah it's always been a really big deal to be honest, it's quite funny to look back because when I was a child, I loved food. I mean, I still love food anyway. But oh, we're big foodies, aren't we? But we are. But I remember people laughing because I just they were like, "Oh, Beth loves her food." Um, not I nothing negative. Yeah, I had a similar experience. But I yeah, people used to always, "Oh, Beth," like you know, Beth's like in not in a negative way, in a positive way. They'd be like, "Oh, Beth will finish her food." Um, Beth likes to eat and they they said it in a positive way they didn't you know no one mocked me or anything Um, I've had people mock me for what I eat yeah I know and I know that you have um, and I know that has affected you I think when I was a kid for me I know that yours maybe was it it might have seemed quite quite negative for you right what people mocking me yeah because it was well that that didn't happen when I was younger it was more recent yeah because yours was almost kind of making fun. Yeah, I mean, just to give you some uh, insight into that, when I was properly in the gym powerlifting uh, and competing for those yeah, kind of things, I used to have, I used to have like three thousand plus calories, three and a half thousand calories a day. Because you had to. It wasn't Which, just you stuffing chocolate bars, but you were eating. Like, yeah, it doesn't chicken sound like a lot, and... but when you saw it, it was a lot. I mean, I used to have six egg omelette every morning yeah with cheese and like chorizo or whatever it was but it was and people would be shocked by that and then a whole bowl of porridge and yeah i became known for my massive breakfast that i spend hours eating and yeah and it becomes a little bit of a laugh it's easy to look and be like oh my god you know you've got people said it so much that it became a label for me yeah it was like oh matt have you seen what he eats in the morning This this is matt you know when people introduce me, oh, this is he likes, seeing what he eats, he did, yeah. eats in the morning. Like, did, and did you not? Did that affect you? Yeah, massively. It was used to shock other people, and it was like, I was like, oh wow, I don't eat that much. Like, God, yeah, it makes you feel a bit conscious. Doesn't yeah, it? massively. And I used to, but I, I, I used to wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah, you're very good at turning things around. It was, it was, an, it was an attack that I used as defense. Yeah. I was like, yeah, come and have a look at my breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you are very good at doing that. This but... is how, I'm, how much I can eat. <laughs> no, you are good at turning things around. Um, but yeah, going back to what yeah, I was sorry. saying. No, no, it's fine. I get um, all excited about talking about this. There's so much to say. So that was always around growing up, um, as I'm sure many of our listeners have experienced as well. Yeah, I think it's something that's very common. And then I even remember my sister getting me um so bad really bless her if she's listening i used to <laughs> i was the older sister to to my younger sister and I'd be like can you go downstairs and get me a plate of all of these lists of snacks that i'd write a list <laughs> <laughs> and she'd go down and she'd come up and she'd be like i got your uh rollo yogurt i got your That's cheese string sounds like our asda so i i yeah <laughs> um but, so but no, nothing was over the top I didn't you know I've, I've always been as a kid I was always quite slim actually because I did do a lot of exercise I did ballet and I did cross country for a bit and I was we had a big garden as well at the back we were quite lucky actually um, another issue that we had a trampoline and no I had a trampoline yeah <laughs> did you do a backflip I no, I couldn't do a backflip. But we were quite lucky that we had that trampoline. That was really good exercise. But I could do a front flip. Oh yeah, I could do front flips um, all day long. So yeah, we we had that. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to say with the rise of technology, that I know you know maybe rose tinted spectacles. We're looking back and going, oh, I used to go out and play football. No, but night. it's so true. Like those were the best but days. Then, yeah, like 
kids nowadays, not wishing to sound like an old granddad. Um, <laughs> no, it's true. They don't go out as much. They they have their iPads and their yeah. Kindles or whatever, and their their game their games consoles, and they don't go out as much to play because. Yeah. But there's also you know increased fear with the media portraying all these dangerous no yeah and i get that because i think when i'm a parent i'll be super paranoid of dangers and stuff but those were the best memories i had with siblings and with friends when you're outside and how you make those connections and exercise comes with so much more doesn't it it comes with learning how to share you know we take turns on the trampoline and stuff like that so me and my siblings so yeah it comes with so much more um but i guess so yeah growing up it was around but then I think it was when I got to uni that it it did become an issue because I not not I don't speak to a lot of people about this but um I got to uni and all of a sudden it was this huge thing to be in the gym all the time um and I guess lazy also <laughs> well yeah you do you Nothing do get lazy students but from my perspective I was around a lot of people in societies and obviously those, although I wasn't in a society, I, looking back, I do wish I um, joined the athletic society, but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the gym and the classes. I did some park runs as well, but I never joined a society, but even though I didn't, it was all around me and people were gymming all the time. Um, so that's when I discovered the gym and I was like, oh, I, I should go to the gym. I hadn't gone, to, although I had a trampoline and stuff in the garden I'd never gone to a gym so did you really feel that social pressure then yeah so I yeah so I and I that's really interesting and so I signed up to the gym and I I wanted to so I I did that and I went with people um but then it did become obsessive it I think it was more so towards the end of first year but also it was partly because in first year as you know lots of alcohol yes don't you get there you don't really know how to cook what how much to cook so (laughs) it was oh yeah you're a pro pro chef (laughs) i i I mean i cooked i i cooked i had spaghetti bolognese and all of the other kind of student meals but you had freshers and then obviously you had loads of nights out in first year lots of alcohol probably too much alcohol Maybe we should post the picture of that meal that you did cook. Oh, okay, yeah. We will cook, <laughs> We will share this. I, I think that might get taken off. Yeah. yeah um, it looks there. I will share this very funny picture that I um, I made a dish at uni. Um, and Wait, I sent it, my family, sent it to my family and they, they were just like, how did you even ever eat that? Was it even edible? But then that comes back to education. Well, that, no, I was just trying, I didn't have much oh, money so at that point. I was experimenting. Oh, that's fine. That's, that's, yeah, that was life, just, right? I, I, I experimented with loads of things that went wrong. Yeah, that was just, I had three things in the fridge left and I had to put I love that. <laughs> flour. I did quite like making things from scratch, but it was, it was not good. I will share that picture actually. Um, just going back to a previous point that you made, um, you said that you felt, with all the friends around you that you were, you had to go to the gym or that was something that you should be doing as well? Yeah, so there were many I, factors. I presume that they didn't say that. Or no. they didn't directly say, Beth, why are you not in the gym? No, no one ever said that. So it I was just like... I wonder why you felt that pressure. Well, my friends from home, some of my friends from home were going to the gym. I then went to uni and people were gymming because they were in society. So they that was part of their fitness regime. So they had to. So I was like, oh, like this is weird. I'm I'm not going to the gym. Maybe I should. So I just went. Um and then it was also so so many factors. Partly I was drinking lots of alcohol in first year. <laughs> that was the culture. That would um wasn't you you go out you yeah you drink um and then you eat mcdonald's and you know it it wasn't the best diet i've ever had in first years i'm sure many people can agree um but then i remember actually when you just said that not long ago in the podcast about seeing a picture that sparked my memory because i remember seeing this picture you know you get club pictures so the photographer goes around and i remember at the end of first year there was this one picture and they tag you on facebook they're never flattering oh they're never flattering obviously you've had alcohol anyway but i remember (laughs) had these like tight um 
crop trousers on, I think they were, um, and a crop top on, just some trainers, standard kind of <laughs> uni outfit. But my belly obviously was out, and I just remember, but you know, with alcohol, everyone in first year, not everyone, but a lot of people spoke about having that kind of alcohol chin and the alcohol weight when you kind of yeah when you're swap like you look a bit you add you i put on weight in first year definitely and you have that kind of extra chubber just from alcohol and takeaway and i remember seeing that and it it happened so quickly from when i first got there because my diet completely changed and lack of sleep and all that so i remember seeing that i was like oh my gosh it really shocked me and i still remember that picture really specific picture was a group of people while i was at the front wasn't a good angle anyway but um yeah, my belly just didn't look toned at all. So that really affected you, and that did that give you? I a still think of that picture. I don't ever obsess about that picture anymore. But that you was still, you still can see it in your mind. Yeah, like if I think about it, I totally forgot I put it to, put it to bed. But I do think about that picture, and I used to obsess about that picture. Um, but then I was also dealing with a lot of issues that I hadn't dealt with, and as soon as I got to uni, yeah, like I said in the in your past, yeah, yeah in so. It was a Go mixture of everything, yeah. So the first podcast, I briefly spoke about issues that I hadn't dealt with until I got to uni. So it was all yeah, this kind of... <laughs> yeah, go and listen. But it was this kind of crazy uh, mixture of things. So then at the end of my first year, I was really struggling. Um, and then I had to... We broke up for the summer. And then it, that's when... I think that, that summer's really... No, no, not me and you. <laughs> that summer, I broke up, you know, for summer from uni. And that summer's really clear to me because that was, like, really obsessive. Really so obsessive. How did you go from that point where you had been to university and it sounded like you developed a kind of body image quite late on? So... Yeah. In that university environment like where you were with... Yeah, so that's that's quite late I, an adult. I would imagine that um girls nowadays uh and boys would have a body image from a much younger age yeah i think social media wasn't as i was on social media but it wasn't as huge when i was growing up luckily no so that was when it started to come around when i got to uni really instagram there was only becoming a thing so then. are you blaming it on on uh the pressures of social media no so h- how did you go from that <laughs> many point? things so that was one of many things. Yeah, so social media also had a... I remember following these crazy fitness people that they were all interested, obviously, now looking yeah. back. And, oh, gosh, and I remember looking at them, like, oh, I wish I had this belly. And I remember one uni housemate saying, like, yeah, but that's not real. And I was, like, so kind of in that zone. Um, but, yeah, that summer after first year, I remember that being really obsessive. And not a lot of people realised, actually, I was getting loads of... I was gymming all the time mm. um, at home. That was the first time I like, had a gym, like, that I'd ever gone to the gym at home um, in London. So I was gymming all the time. But were you um, enjoying it? I was at... It was... I, I can really realise now I was enjoying it, but I, it was an, in... But it came from a, a It wasn't a, place, a healthy way. It came, it came from an unhealthy place. Yeah, because I remember people complimenting me and I felt that was the best. I even look back now. That I'm not going to lie. That from an outsider's point of view, if you looked at me, I believed that that was the fittest. I can see why people would think that. Looking back, like I was super toned. I can look. So maybe it was the physic, like it was the fittest you were physically, but not perhaps mentally and emotionally. Exactly, but I wouldn't even say physically. I think. Oh really? Do you, uh, yeah, do you I would think say. You from an outsider's point of view, obviously it depends who you're asking because, you know, if you ask us now what do we think looks good, we know that what, like, healthy bodies what and natural bodies yeah. and, yeah. But um, I guess in that world of Instagram and, like, fitness enthusiasts and, you know, fit, fitness people that look aesthetically pleasing, hmm. I guess I was trying to... Uh, but then again, it comes down that. to what looks pretty on a Instagram It, it depends, picture, right? yeah. But I thought that was, that was, I'm waffling now, but I thought that was what looked great. So to an outsider, you might have thought, oh yeah, she's got a really toned doll, she's got a gap. So you conform but, to that Instagram uh, stereotype that you must look a certain way. Yeah, so that was, yeah, obviously a while ago now, that so was 2014, I did. And it just, it, but nothing ever 
but you didn't make it, it didn't make it didn't change your mental state at all like you didn't go oh now i've got a really toned belly and uh, i've got great arms now i feel happy no exactly so i would say more so what you just touched on mentally it was i did not feel great at all um i remember actually that's really interesting did you feel worse mentally or the same way worse so i remember i i guess i enjoyed the compliments but i know that was really unhealthy because people were complimenting me and I was kind of, I was really yearning for that. I wanted that so badly that it would become obsessive and if I, oh, if I spend more, two more hours in the gym then, you know, and I've, people notice that I've lost that weight and that's really not healthy. I guess that's quite narcissistic. Yeah, Yeah, it's like chasing that high. Um, And it would be so crazy. So I haven't really spoke about this often, but people would be, and obviously this is not their fault at all, you know. No, no one knows, which is why I'm quite aware of when I compliment people. Um, yeah, I love complimenting people. I love making people feel great, but I think you have to be quite aware of these things. Um, and it's so hard to tell most of the time when if someone does have an issue or um, if it's an obsession for them in the in the gym or losing weight. But it, the more knowledge we have all together, then the more we can be aware of these things. But people would be like, "Oh, you look great." And then really, I'd been in the bathroom thrown up after just eating. So, and they, they so had no had idea. Proper, yeah. That so was that a was real, a big issue. Um, eating disorder then. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I always think, oh, I remember having counselling and they were like... Shout out to counselling, by the way. I think we could Big all, fan of counselling. I think we could all benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. I, I went and had it. I know yeah, you did. We as well. both did, I, yeah. yeah. Both, I think it's fantastic. I'm a huge whatever fan of counselling. In whatever form that is. I, I'm going back to have therapy as well. So I think I just I really love counselling, just talking, letting things out. And I'd never until I had counselling at uni, I'd never spoken about so many things. So um having that outlet. But yeah, I don't I don't speak about it often and it wasn't until I spoke to someone like a counsellor I was like, oh, they asked me about eating. And I was like, oh, you know, I don't have an issue. I've, I've, I've made myself throw up and they're like, oh, but that is an issue. That is an eating disorder. And I was like, no, but I haven't done it. You know, I don't do all the, and you just make excuses. I don't do it all the time. And they're like, okay, no, but that is an issue. So that was an issue I had. I thankfully, actually, you were a great help meeting you um, and your education and, so do you think you had that uh, issue, say, like th- that eating disorder? Did you overcome that just purely by education and self-awareness? Yeah, it was, or was edu- it just Was it something else? Was it something, was it something different? Or was it literally you decided that this wasn't going to happen anymore? This isn't healthy for me. I need to understand what my body is telling me. Yeah, it was a few things. So um, I... I remember, you know, obviously doing that, and it's not it's not nice at all, as if anyone's listening, they've been through that, it's, it's horrible, it's disgusting. So, and you worry, obviously, that people are judging, because if if they find out, because that, it is, it is horrible. Um, yeah, it's not a nice, dis- disorders, like the eating disorders are vicious. Yeah, and it's horrible. Um, but for me, oh, what, what, what made me stop? I would say, it was the fact I educated myself, I researched things. I had counseling firstly, um, and they made me aware of my behaviors and why I was doing that because it, it, with eating disorders, it's all about control. I had no control of my emotions, but I could control food. I could control mm. how much I exercised. Um, yeah, so that was empowering for me. That was really yeah. empowering. Um, not that I, you know, I'm not saying that is empowering now, but in that mindset when I was ill and unha- yeah. unhealthy, that, that was something I felt. Um, and that's, but, that's another high, right? That's, uh, that's something that I was you always could, looking for that high. Yeah. yeah. That control, that, you know, that, that real kind of tight uh, control. Yeah, I'm, I am a bit of a control life. freak anyway. So that was, yeah, that was what it was giving me. It was giving me control in some part of my life. But in a really unhealthy focus on. way. Yeah, and it, yeah, not a healthy kind of control. So it was educating myself, research, having counselling, researching online, reading other people's messages on sites, um, 
and actually realizing what that can do to you so firstly i didn't want to have i was like okay i don't really want to have bad breath and damaged teeth and have no teeth because that's what it can do to you i want to have children in the future which that that yeah, is a big thing I obviously i want to live because that eating disorders can kill um read just reading up on all of the issues it can cause is scared me like the acid in your stomach so that was mainly education and then um but through your own um desires you, you you didn't you weren't educated by someone else you went and found yourself yeah which i am i'm quite lucky that i was self-aware that you know i was doing it it sounds crazy because i was doing it but i knew it wasn't right which is obviously why i hid it so but i had to kind of break out of that um but you do need support i remember mm, i had yeah, massive support from you and you're so you know you did look free and you're very educated in nutrition and just eating just that support network that you wouldn't have you, you know been, you couldn't just that. change i couldn't have uh, relied on anyone to change my own mindset it had to be from me but when i would mm. eat out with you and i'd be tempted to you know have a sm- like have some lettuce say or like eat have just a drink or whatever and you seeing your love for food and your passion also really helped and other people's as well um around me in my life so just i think having that support network um and changing a relationship with food yeah so slowly yeah so i so did and i do love food ultimately so even now i struggle no way nowhere near to the extent but i do struggle sometimes catching myself like oh i can't have that because you know i had chocolate yesterday but we're all guilty i'm very aware of that now so but yeah i think i'm quite an addictive person anyway so i i i'm quite i have to check in with myself sometimes but then that's that's again that's training isn't it that's just trying it over and over again that's just doing it and doing it and doing it yeah exactly better and better and better the more you do it and ultimately i want to live a happy life so i think i know that that's not going to lead me to Hmm. happiness i know then that i can i I can really set that aside and say that that that's not what happiness was for me so yeah i can i can set that aside so i think the underlying tone for us both is we've both had a form of a body uh, body image uh, issue mm. but we've whatever through whatever it was maybe it was our own coping mechanisms and we had strong coping mechanisms um we were able to tell ourselves that this wasn't healthy exactly do something about it i.e go and find some education um really kind of put that effort into our own happiness rather than our own um, chasing these short-term highs. Because we knew we wanted more. There was more. Yes. There was more to life. So I don't, I don't know if that's uh, been very helpful or not, but for our for our own sakes, um, our own coping mechanisms were strong enough, um, even though we got pulled into these uh, issues, our own coping mechanisms were strong enough um, to lead us down a path of education and a more positive relationship with our bodies, food, and uh, the social media world that portrays this unattainable, beautiful standard that we are almost forced into uh, conforming to because it's it's what we should be doing. Yeah. And here's a pill or here's some tea that might help you get there if you only give us 20 quid or here's a, here's a special diet that you should be on. But um, yeah, it's very much portrayed as skin like if you're skinny or look this like this is that person that will bring you happiness but that yeah. that is not the case we're all different shapes and sizes so i think education I, is it's key. very interesting you've brought that point up because that was my that was going to be my next point one size doesn't fit all no so me going to the gym won't help every single person out there no. uh, you doing yoga won't help everyone out there so you have to very much find your own thing find your own thing yeah well done you took the words out, <laughs> took the words out of my mouth you, you have to find your own uh release and escape and understanding of your own body and how it works and how you react to certain foods and how you react to certain exercises and what makes you happier and you know what makes you healthier hey, do you think you enjoy there's so many different oh, things 100%. you can do sports wise also life's too short to do something you don't enjoy yeah exactly and also i would just say just rambling on here but i would say for me having a 
big social media detox where I unfollowed all of the people that brought me down and just follow yeah. people that really inspire you. So sorry to go off on no, a different no, topic, please but do. for example, Chessie King is a big one. Um, she is all about We're name dropping now. <laughs> we follow her as well but i followed her for a while and she really celebrates real women and real bodies and just kind of is really positive online on instagram so definitely follow her and is it i think i'm saying this right body posy pan and she just did a podcast with fern cotton on happy place and she is one that is really knowledgeable and talks a lot about how the media make money from selling that idea that you know like you said that pill will make you happy because yeah. skin is happy and she's really a good one to um to look up what's her instagram name if people want to go and follow her so know? chessie king if you just type in chessie king on instagram she'll come up and then body posy panda body posy panda body yeah um is that her no this is two different, two oh, different body posy panda i think we need to uh expand on her a little bit i think she's she's got a fantastic message yeah she's um, really really she's knowledgeable. definitely someone that you need to follow i'm sure you are already following her if you're listening to this podcast um and she's got hundreds of thousands yeah of she had quite millions. an intense journey but she's so mm. empowering now um using her experiences and her knowledge so i really she's like definitely her definitely someone to make a special point of going to follow no exactly um is there anyone for you yes i do actually want to name drop someone um (laughs) love a name drop (laughs) um jamie alderton ah yeah someone who i've followed for a while and i started off following him because he was one of the bodybuilders and he was this ripped guy who started off posting really pretty pictures on instagram and it was something that I was uh, striving towards. Yeah. But he changed. He really changed. He went through some. Uh, he went through some stuff that he's um, documented on his Instagram. Oh, okay. And he now is a force for body uh, body positivity. Mm-hmm. And he does some fantastic things. He does some amazing. Uh, uh, physical challenges for po- uh, for charity. Go and check them out. I mean, he's. At the moment, he's box jumping oh, yeah, Everest. Oh yeah, about this. That's crazy. He's box jumping the height of uh, Everest, which is just insane. Uh, it's a twenty-four hour box jump, which is just madness. Um, but yeah, he's he's very much um, a force for good in that way, and he's something that appeals to me. Uh, if I can steal one of his quotes, um, <laughs> go for it. He he, as he's doing this twenty-four uh, hour box jump, he's putting up a quote that says, "One day." none of this will matter oh I love that and I try to use it sounds a bit morbid but it really it spoke to me because it was like one day like you mentioned earlier on the podcast when when everyone's at your funeral I know this sounds a bit morbid but this it really helps me remind yourself though and it enables me to be a bit more confident and Mm. I just think one day none of this none of this will all matter yeah and you can use it in so many aspects of your life as well and I think work yeah 100% I think maybe I have a perhaps a, a morbid motivation but it's like the memento mori you know they uh, used to have uh, back in the day i think i can't remember who they were um but i'm sure it was i think it might have been roman generals don't quote me on that but they had um coins to remind them of their own mortality really i didn't yeah. know that so whatever they did they'd always look at this memento mm, that's quite intense and they'd see that they were they were mortal beings so it would bring them down it would bring them, like it, it would keep them humble. Maybe we should carry a coin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if only if we could have more coins, that would be great. <laughs> um, so yes, I think definitely he's another one to go and check out. I do like his as well. I do look at his with you as well. Mm-hmm. So I I recommend. Yeah, there's so many. We'll um, always try and mention a few that help us. So yes, we'll put them up on our Instagram them. page, uh, ab underscore normal podcast. Uh, go and check us out um also please send in your uh questions queries uh, if you want our opinion on something uh if you want us to discuss something on a future podcast please send it to abnormally65 at gmail.com that's abnormal uh, abnormally65 at gmail.com uh the 
email will be linked in our RSS feed on uh, the podcast on Spotify as well. So you can get us on there or our Instagram page. Give yes. us a message there. Um, I think we should, I think I'm, I'm all out. You're all out. I think we'll put a link just kind of, I know that some of the stories that we shared are quite intense and might have hit a nerve um, with some people. And if any of our conversations have resonated with you guys, then please, obviously, as Matt said, message us if you've got any questions or you want to just chat. Um, But I do want to mention a really good website if you are having any issues with body image. Um, It's a charity called Beat. So they are really good in um, providing Mm self-help articles, um, communities, mm. lots of useful information and contact numbers and lots of knowledge. What's that website? Um, so I will put that link. Obviously, check that the... up on our Instagram. And yeah, we'll put that on there. Yeah, because I want to make sure that that's correct. And but what's also, the website? what's the website now? Just so you, people know. Bear with me two seconds. I should have got that. Oh, I thought up. you had it ready. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you had it ready. No, that's fine. So it's www.beat.org.uk and also the NHS is a really good website as well for eating disorders they've got loads of knowledge definitely thank you for listening alright guys yeah thank you for listening this is episode 2 I can't believe it episode uh, yeah we're getting on with it aren't we so uh, yes, uh, keep keep your ears peeled and uh, any topic suggestions. Yeah, give us send a it shout. in. But yes, thank you very much for listening, guys, and uh, we'll see you the next. Have time. a great week.